I'll have to have a thingy for Sam, did you see? I haven't listened. All right. I'll give you a pricey of it sometime. My feet haven't touched the floor, as they say. I've got feeling you're busy. Mm. Busy ain't always good, is it? No. Unless you're a bee. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and someone who's not afraid to tell a policeman he's wrong, Mark. He was. Yeah, bang out of order, wasn't yeah. he? The feds. <laughs> what do they know? Giving it large. Yeah, you giving it large back. Come and have a go if you think. I would have hit him with my mindfulness. <laughs> <laughs> not your, uh, what's it? Rhythm stick. Rhythm stick. <laughs> There's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, business and silliness. Plenty of silliness or titting about. Mm. Arthur Bog Whistle, Facebook, January 2021. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. As a podcast, we're happy to be donating to two Bristol organisations that we believe are making change for good. Check out the Sword Association at swordassociation.org and the Bristol Cable at thebristolcable.org coming up warm up and stretch catch up books mark books marks books marks <laughs> <laughs> my mouth's gone again work life ballet uh, a little bit of lifestyle lifestyle design is that like a clickbait for kind of, 46 eh? you mentioned the lifestyle thing didn't you yeah in the last one mm. it's going to be a thing thing isn't it i don't know okay well, i spotted it and i kind of wanted to talk about it okay we'll come to it mm. why don't we do that <laughs> lifestyle sounds like a tupperware range doesn't it <laughs> yeah Lifestyle by Asda. <laughs> Survivorship bias. Have you heard of that? Yes. Oh, nuts. I wanted to tell you something you might not have heard before. Yeah, I do know. Oh, I was in the A stream. <laughs> I've read every book known to man. Yes, I read it in Latin. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, anyway, how are you, Mark? I've had two <laughs> days that I've described in my head as steady. Right. And I don't think I've ever used that. Is it an adjective? I guess it is. Steady. Or an adverb. Like just steady. Yeah. No, steady is, yeah. I don't you, ever you use that. Are you taking steady? Because steady isn't, I wouldn't associate you with steady. No, no, I'm Eddie? I'm happy with steady. Okay, cool. Yeah. You didn't save up two days of judgment that you just downloaded on me. <laughs> no, I have been judgmental. <laughs> I was feeling a little bit like lackluster and you just come in and unleashed both barrels and I'm, I, feel, I feel brilliant now. <laughs> it's actually good therapy. You know, you've yeah. got a few things off your chest. You feel better. I feel better because I've just been pissing my pants for the last <laughs> 10 minutes. So you've kind of changed my mood. I think there is a certain dichotomy listening back when you were, I think you put something in the show notes about basically picking a fight with someone from a road rage accident and then <laughs> telling everybody to do a very gentle face scan. And everything yeah. starts off with... Five minutes later, it's like, concentrate on your breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steady. Steady's all right, right? Yeah. Take steady. What's your you take steady at the moment, I'm guessing. I think you're I think you're swamped. What honestly, I, I don't even know where to start. Work is just madness. <laughs> it is. I've never had anything like it. Never had anything like it. Uh I've realized we've been doing our job descriptions of late. Mm-hmm. You know, all I've done for the last, you know, ten plus a lot longer is just write other people's job descriptions mm. never had to write my own so actually writing my own was almost like coming to write my cv and i've not had to write a cv in about 18 years or something yeah that's quite weird really mm. when you think about that are you doing you, it retrospectively as in this is what i do or 
forward looking back this is what i should be doing <laughs> uh yeah but all of those things i suppose mm. certainly what i should be doing now but it's pretty much talking your job yeah yeah dawned on me yeah today <laughs> for just coming home physically exhausted from just uh talking and then look mm. what we're doing here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how do you relax yeah. yeah hang out with mark and talk i think um one of the things i'm finding with two people that i'm in touch with at the moment both clients work seems to become let me take this again from the outside for someone who is unable to work at the moment mm. now i'm able to fill my time because i've got a number of things that fill my time and my training's going well and that's mm. you know, that's good that i've got the and your the, eating is going well my eating's the going well the size of you hardly <laughs> <laughs> getting here <laughs> and i um, had to take the back doors out just to get you in <laughs> how many back doors have you got <laughs> um so the point i was going to make was these two people are both working from home and both are finding that work is a massive millstone around their neck mm. and i'm picturing when i've been in a position of some management position where I felt massive stress or been writing a bid till two in the morning. And I know work has that. But taking this as a spectator and looking back, it's very easy going, don't work so hard. Oh, yeah. And I know that's really naive and they're going to go, but I've got deadlines to make and I've got these people demanding these yeah, things. Yeah. But there is that taking the step away and creating the wise mind is, is almost if I am working 11 yeah. hours a day, 12 hours a day, 13, and all those 12 or 13 yeah. hours are frantic, and I'm not eating properly and not sleeping properly. When does the hamster wheel finish? Mm -hmm. And it finishes when the hamster falls out. Dead. Dead. Or very, very tired. Yeah, or dead tired. Yeah. <laughs> so, You're right. No, good point. But, good point. So, and, and I know it's, it's, it's so simplistic to go, well, get control of your work or order your day better. But I think when people are saying work is dictating or impinging upon other things, the basics of life, you know, the sort of eating, mm. walking, drinking. Yeah. Then surely we've got to take a step back yeah. and just go, this isn't right. But also... I, mean, I, know, I know what, sorry, one last thing. I know people right. are going to go... We're going to be touching on this again. So it, it, okay. it's, it's a nice it's a nice little uh, but starter. It, I think it's, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I know you're, and, and maybe you're in a different position because you've got, what you've got going on is maybe time sensitive. Uh-huh. And it hasn't always been thus, is it? We've had times when you've gone, I've had a really good relaxed day at work or I've had a you yeah. know, creative work. At the moment, you know, yeah, there are pressures. Yeah. But I was just thinking, I don't know, it's... I think you can question why. When you're quiet and you're having those days where you don't feel necessarily fulfilled, you're like, mm. am, I, am I adding anything here? Mm. You get the, what am I doing this? And then there's the, the other end of the spectrum, which is, what am I putting myself through this? Exactly, and when you said and trying that, to trying to find that, you know, the, on a sliding scale, trying to find the comfy middle ground, mm. which, to be fair, actually, I think I might touch on this before is is this thing that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, the the middle ground, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. you know, the, just the comfortable. Mm. It does. I actually get really, mm. really nervous, and things very rarely stay comfortable and in that middle spot for you know for very long. But if you kind of get three months of yeah, you know, my ass starts to twitch. But then you and I are developing, hopefully, developing something that is going mm. to take us out of comfortable. Do you know what I mean? That that, that we yeah, could be progressing kind of, yeah, something that, that is, was yeah. going to put additional pressures, but maybe pressures that, we're choosing. Yeah, and we talked about the stress thing, didn't we, with Brian? Yeah. That you need the stress. Yeah. And I think there's. I, I don't ever sit here and go, "I'm so, I'm so stressed," and, and I don't point. You know, it's it, it's me. Yeah. And we'll come to the the kind of lifestyle design, which this 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 is pretty much it. You know, mm. what you decide your life is going to be and how it's going to play out. Yeah. We've got choices, haven't we? Yeah. Sometimes we kind of 
our own choices back us into a corner where we forget they are our choices yeah to start with you've put yourself here yes we're back to the kind of invest in us and taking accountability aren't we and that kind of you know what i mean so i'm, I'm comfortable with that because i put myself in it yeah i'd rather be in a stressful situation that i put myself in <laughs> there's yes. nothing worse than when i was dumping you in one and that kind of um i don't know kind of feeling that pressure to get out of it or to deal with it i think it's it i know I, I think i thrive off it i think in, yeah. a, in a weird way i don't ever sit having, here and having seen you for, for a while moan about how how you know, no, 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 you never I'm, do. I'm feeling absolutely whacked, but I'm definitely getting off on it yeah. <laughs> in a weird but, way. But going back to the job description thing, I think the difference is between exactly what you said. You're, to a degree, master of your own circumstances. Mm. If you're feeling whacked, it's because you've chosen to do that yeah, because you're yeah. the boss. What made me think about the job description is one of the people I'm discussing is in a job and I'm sure when she took that job on, it said, this is your job description. And <laughs> yeah. it has that bit at the back. She's not doing that now. I well, it has the bit at the end, doesn't it? Any other duties, which basically <laughs> yeah. means work your bollocks off. So yeah. that's number one. Number two is this is your salary. So for 40 hours a week, we're going to pay you £40,000. Yeah. So it's £1,000 a week. But if you work 56 mm. hours a week, and then, you're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. You're, then your weekly take-home wage is, I don't know, 720 would you take in a job that said we're going to now pay you x an hour rather yeah, you than wouldn't what you, take? you wouldn't sign no, up you go why would i sign up for a job and then what happens because of peer pressure in society is well i'm in a management position and you work outside the hours no 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 no. sometimes there'll be an emergency yeah and but with, if it becomes the yeah. norm then but, and with responsibility becomes those kind of yeah. you know there's a yeah. little bit of you might have to take a late phone call or you, you yeah. know you might have to sort some crap out at the weekend yeah, but if, if an organisation lets it become the norm, as yeah, well course, as you letting do. it, and, and they, they do. Yeah, and it, it, that's a two-way street. Yeah. It's easy for things just to, to you know, habits to form and bad yeah. habits to form. Yeah. And you, you can't always pick them up. Mm. So I, I understand that. But there's plenty of people out there going, if I don't hear anything, it's not a problem. Yeah. And how many of these are organisations that's mission statement will be, you know, people <laughs> first and we care oh, yeah. for our staff yeah, and, yeah. you know. They're the, they're the worst. They're the worst, talk about yeah. that. I think you shouldn't even have to talk about it. I think it should be just part of your... If you have to put that on your website, yeah, saying we're all about culture, yeah. you ain't got one. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on to some laughs. Um, Come on, poo. Okay. We well, neither. Yeah. No, as in excrement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you you said in the last podcast, well, kind of poo's funny. Well, it is funny, isn't it? No, you find it funny. You make me take the moral well, high ground because you talk... Don't, come on. Yes, I do. Like you're all serious. Yeah. You find it... What? You don't find poo funny? I don't find poo or farting funny. Legit. Ask people who know me. Okay. Hmm. That's my intro sorted for next episode. <laughs> um, I think... No, I, I do find it funny. My point was going to be was that bottoms and poo are funny. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen my arse. Um, but have you? Maybe you have. No, I don't think you have. Have you? Anyway, eight minutes fifty-four. <laughs> edit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but it's very serious. They're very serious things. Poo is serious. Yeah, and um, we just we just throw it out, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> we get we we flush it down the toilet, don't we? I mean, what are we doing? We mentioned the Bristol stool chart before. Did you cut that? We out? did. No, we're really early. Was on. it actually in? Really early. Yeah. No, we did. We did. Okay. But I think we need to be able to talk about our bottoms and the things that come out of them in a more free. You know, I'm, I'm being serious here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's really important. And I've always been really shy about um, stuff, you know, the idea of having to show your bottom to, to a doctor. Hmm. And after the stuff that I went through, I'll Especially happily Especially when shift. it's an eye test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrong room. Um, That's become um, for an eye test. <laughs> I, I, I'll show my bottom to anyone now. 
Do you want to know why I've got a, a problem finding humour in what your toilet humour? Yeah, well, I found your hemorrhoid, Southern Hemisphere hemorrhoids. Oh, yeah. Her- hilarious, and attack. you were just telling it like... No, I thought, well, I thought, as I said, I, I mean, thought hemorrhoids they were alive. Aren't funny. No, but these were like, well, seriously... Yeah, I didn't pick I, you up on that. How no, can hemorrhoids be alive? It came overnight. Like, literally, I woke up and I've been in Peru, and we'd flown back via Venezuela, and we'd, like, stopped there for a couple of nights... And I literally ran into my friend's room and I went, literally, I've got Look at this. eels. <laughs> eels or gummy snakes or something like that crawling out my ass. Because they're sore, aren't they? They're not. Did you show them? Did you just kind of lean back Yeah, I didn't mind him looking. Your legs, he and... looked and he went, you've got some little lumps by your bum. Oh, you so. show your mate, did you? Hmm. Okay, cool. You're comfortable with that, are you? No, no problem? No, well, not. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> There's something wrong with my ass. Check this out. So good. No, but back to my point, I think it's good. You should be able to, you know, if you're worried. And and then you had to get that cream when I got back. And it's called anusole, isn't it? Yeah. And they go, it? no, it's like anusole. It's no, like it's uranus. In the t- well, no, no, it's well, like the uranus. Pharmac- and, yeah, the pharmacists yeah. don't want to say it. But it's like it's like with drugs. I know when I used to do a lot of work. Why am I laughing? I used to do a lot of work with people. Because bums are funny, Mark. No, no, I'm onto drug misuse now. <laughs> people used to That's hilarious. misuse drugs. Um in the settings, like in drug projects, the, the the drugs were often given really like funky names. All right, like what? Like from a marketing angle, let's make yes. this, let's jazz this one up. Yeah. All right. Okay. Like, have you got an example? Well, I just, I mean, just like with cocaine, isn't it? It's like oh, in terms of nicknames, you mean? Yeah, and so of... like Snow White or Charlie, or yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah. it was they, they quite, nice, quite don't they? Yeah, it's quite yeah, fancy. You, like. Yeah, oh, you have a go on some Charlie, wouldn't you? Because it's called Charlie. Yeah. It sounds I've friendly. Got Snow White. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was used in um, What's-A-Face, wasn't it? Don't do it. Oh, shit. You know the one I mean. White Lines. Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, White Lines. Don't do it. Banned by the BBC. It was an anti-cocaine and anti-drug okay. song, and mm-hmm. the BBC banned it because what? it had. It was about drugs. It was basically oh, the whole okay. thing was going, okay. White Lines, don't do it. It's like uh, a clue in the title. Right, okay. yeah, yeah. Whereas when Frankie goes to Hollywood, and release relax. something, relax when you want to come. The BBC yeah. didn't see through that <laughs> no, one. No, they didn't, did they? <laughs> Anyway, we should um, we should talk about our bottoms more. Maybe that's for another time. Okay. But um, quarter of an hour in, we haven't talked about COVID. As you, well as, you edit everything we say yeah, about true. COVID. Yeah, as well as well, I might do the same with this. As well as protecting yourself from the virus on the outside, you can also build up your defences from the inside by strengthening your immune system. Hmm. Many people, especially the young, develop only very mild disease. The immune system is complex and highly responsive to the world around us, so it's not surprising that many factors affect its function. What's important to know is most of these factors are not hard-coded in our genes, but are influenced by lifestyle and the world around us. One thing we can control immediately is the health of trillions of microbes living in our guts, which we've talked about, the microbiome, collectively known as the microbiome. (laughs) Uh, uh, Recent research has shown that the gut microbiome plays an essential role in the body's immune response to infection and maintaining overall health as well as mounting a response to infectious pathogens like coronavirus a healthy gut biome also helps to prevent potentially dangerous immune overreactions that damage the lungs and other vital organs Mm -hmm. these excessive immune responses can cause respiratory failure and death this is also why we should talk about supporting rather than boosting the immune system as an overactive immune response can be as risky as an underactive one Mm. keep everything all the things you can keep healthy try and keep healthy try and understand them and try and do what you can you bought me some kefir. Mm. And How's it going? Good. I decanted my first. I forgot about mine, obviously. Well, what, you've... Well, I left it three days. It's dead now, isn't it? No, is it's it? okay. I is think I've rescued is it. it? <laughs> it's under the seat, growing. Like, you won't be able to get in with it. You spread it on the dashboard, yeah. <laughs> Probably right there. Or milk in the car. That's the worst yeah, thing. I mean, it, it smells funky, doesn't it? Oh, well, the kefir? Yeah. Does it? I Did you not have a whiff? No. You, 
Ooh. No. Yeah, but... Okay, so... I put it in um, oat milk because mm-hmm. I don't like cow juice. Mm. Decanted it and it is nice. You drunk it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to save it up. Do what with it? Well, it, well, it lasts for two or three weeks in the fridge. You just keep... You, you've done another culture, yeah? Well, I, the, You've the, kept the grains and refed them. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to wait till I've got... They don't really seem to be growing very fast. Maybe they don't grow very fast. In the grains just stay as they are, I think. Do they? They just eat the milk and then just keep going. Okay, they've got they bigger. They last forever. They've got, yeah, I've decanted it, kept them in there, put more more oat milk in. Not yeah. milk, maybe it's a different kind of thing with milk, but... Mm. So I've got it in the fridge and um, oh, it's really nice. Good. It's better than like Yakult, I think. Yeah. So I've got a mate who did it with milk and he said it was, it was almost like a fizzy taste to it and he said he didn't like mm. it, but mm. yeah, I really like it. So, we're not going to talk about COVID, as you said. No, we're not going to. But on my Insta stories, did you see a little while ago, I mentioned something called ivermectin? No. I'm going to do this in 30 seconds, I really will. So, okay. ivermectin, zinc, and one or two other things are being... Oh, I thought it was a person, ivermectin. <laughs> oh, right, okay, yeah. sorry. Big pub. No, it's... Um, it big on Twitter. Ivermectin is being used in a lot of countries, India especially, Yeah for the treatment to relieve the the effects of COVID. And I think I mentioned some time ago there was something for a couple of dollars that has ivermectin, zinc, and one or two other things in. And it's basically over the counter. And I said on my Insta story, this will never be sold here. Well, there's been a couple of um, legal cases in America where people have said, I want to be treated with ivermectin. And they've been refused. And then the the courts go, yes, you can be treated with it. And and ivermectin is a medication and it's used mostly in animals to treat parasitic infestations. Right. It's been around a long, long time. But in humans, it's things like uh, head lice, scabies, river blindness, other stuff like that. And in veterinary medicine, it's used as well. And there's a big groundswell of opinion that it can be used to reduce the effects of COVID. Mm -hmm. So I put this up and I said, it's been around a long time. It doesn't, it's a bit like the vitamin D. It's Mm. been around, it doesn't have to be proved. There's a lot of people saying it has a positive effect. Again, because I'm not in any position to judge and go, oh, yes, because a few people say this. So, you know, done my research, looked into it, mm-hmm. and it is now being sold in, especially in developing countries, as like to help people out. Yeah. As ever, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole and found out that it was done in um, a study in, I think, 2012. I don't have the documents here. I think 2012, I think in Imperial College, but I will check this for the, the notes. And three people looked into its role in reducing parasites Mm -hmm. linked to malaria and found that it was very effective. And one of the three main researchers was Chris Whitty. Oh, off the the, the the, government. Off the government, yeah. So I thought, oh, that's funny. Something that's in a lot of countries now being used to work with COVID because it's very, very cheap. Mm. And Chris Whitty knows all about it. What does he? Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe he's not mentioning anything at the mm. moment. And then I just went maybe a little bit. Then I went a little bit further to find out what Chris Whitty used to do back in the day, and when he was involved with this and other studies, not him, categorically not him, right. but the department of which he oversaw and was in charge of, mm-hmm. received some funding from Bill Gates. Oh, forty million dollars. That's not so. That's not small change. No, to look into immunity and vaccines and blah, blah, blah. So Mm. just putting that out there, that was more than 30 seconds. It was, wasn't it? Thank you. Just interesting. Yeah. You like a deep dive, don't you? Mm. That policeman. Yeah. Shall we? Go on. We were sat uh, having a business meeting outside a business premises. Yes. In the open air. Open air. Socially distanced. Yes. I had my back to the establishment, Mm -hmm. as, as did you, and the person we were having the meeting with had his back to the road. 
Yeah. And as you were, you you guys were talking, I noticed a police car go past, and and they with with two people in it, and they had a bit of a look, carried on their way. We haven't talked about this since. I didn't it know this. No. I was just about to correct you. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I thought they definitely slowed down. They both had a little, and they just carried on. Mm-hmm. I saw another one kind of over the shoulder of the person we were meeting. What another car? Yeah. Yeah. With one with one policeman yes. in it, slowed down, and the window came down. Yeah. Which I think he shouted. Can you move on? Yeah. I thought, we went, I thought he said something like, I thought he even said something like, there's a pandemic. Can you move yeah, on? Or well, some, I think he some went, sort of throwaway comment. You, I think he was, you know, he said, yeah, that, I think he went, then went, we don't have to. Yeah. And he went, it's lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the person we were meeting turned around and went, this is my establishment. Yes. We're having a business meeting. Yeah. And this guy's, this policeman's response was, of course you are. Yeah. Oh, uh, a bit, a business meeting, like... Yeah. like. He almost went like that with like his yeah. fingers, didn't he? His speech marks. He was like a Harry Enfield character. But like he, was just, he was parked in the middle of the road, of a very busy road at this stage, shouting at us from the car, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the was point. The, yeah. And you think, okay, if you think we're bullshitting, get out and do your job. Yeah. And ask us and ask for ID and whatever. Yeah. And we'll prove that <laughs> this is what... Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I didn't like the lip. No. But then I started the thing. And he then just sat there, sort of staring, didn't he? Yeah. Once we'd given that up. And then kind of then went on his way. <laughs> and then um, he didn't need to flick the V's up at him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did make a comment as well, didn't I? Yeah, mm. buddy. Um, but that wasn't the attitude, not yours. Yeah. His attitude wasn't the attitude. But also part of me just went, well, if I was him, I wouldn't have got out of the car and just gone and had, you know, three guys. I wouldn't have, if I was on my own, I just wouldn't have done it. Then you mm. think... What a ridiculous task the police have got. Yeah. So I didn't like the attitude, but I can kind of forgive him for the fact he doesn't want to be doing any of that. He doesn't want to be driving right. You know, he's got his, you know what I mean? He's got his job to do. Mm, sees us. I think we have different... The only problem I had was with his attitude. I think my attitude is based on not being in wise mind. And I think my questioning of things would be... So, for example, in lockdown one, and the common outside my house, mm. my neighbour was there teaching her daughter mm. maths yeah. sat in the middle of about five acre mm. field <laughs> yeah no one within probably 200 yards and the police drove up parked um, oh, on the on the right next to the common the oh okay yeah right, they'd yeah. been circling they'd been circling the common right. and they pulled up and this guy got out and i noticed him get out and I thought, I wonder what he's doing. And he walked over and I thought, I'll just go and see in case there's a problem because my neighbour was there, literally. Mm-hmm. And he went, you'll have to leave to my neighbour. And she said, sorry, what? And he went, you're sitting down on the common. She said, oh, I'm teaching my child maths. This is, mm-hmm. you know, June or whatever it was. Yeah. And he went, you can't, you're only allowed to exercise. And she went, well, I've got a football here. We've been playing football now. We've just sat down to do mm-hmm. 20 minutes maths. Like she's done her PE, now she's doing her maths. And he went, you'll have to do the maths inside. And she went, why? He said, because you can't be exercising and sitting down. So she said, if I stand up and walk, can I do it? And he went, yeah, but it's too late now. It's like, and I came across and I went, seriously, I think, you know, and I intervened and maybe it was none of my business. But I think, I think this is going back to me being a diplomat in the infant school. Yeah. That is just plain ridiculous because what's happened is that my neighbour has now been... Yeah, no, with, no with, with no an eight-year-old child. No one's disputing that's ridiculous. No one in, with a right mind can dispute that's ridiculous. But he didn't have to do it. If he got up and said... No, he didn't. He's doing it by the book. So it's not his fault. Because then you're into which bits of the law the police are going to determine which to... Okay. I, I would put the farm on that policeman standing there going, I really don't want to be doing this, right? Maybe, but if it was... 
Oh, no, because it's, it's, it's an easy target. It's the thing I posted today. Woman gets fined £17,000 for opening a hairdresser's in... That's a lot, by the way. I didn't question... I didn't, I, didn't read, I didn't read the story. Oh, it was How come it was so much? She was open several times. It's oh, like, just I think it's 10000 for the first, okay, isn't it? She wouldn't if get... She if wouldn't you organise... Sure. So what did the policeman in Bethnal Green get for organising the... Uh, the well, hairdresser the, who came to the, the police station. Well, the point I was making, which I said in my story today, she fine. got fined 17 grand. She's in a backstreet hairdresser's in Bradford. Yeah. I was watching some highlights of the football. Oh, yeah. Every footballer has a perfect hair. Every yeah. newsreader has a perfect hair. I was watching. Someone's getting the haircut somewhere. <laughs> somebody is cutting those people's hair <laughs> yeah, and they're not they getting are. fined 17. So therefore, and also, you know, the whole thing about the Premier League, they asked them not to celebrate goals. Mm -hmm. And basically most of the managers went, well, that's going to be really tricky. Leicester, they, the did, only they did team. it straight away, yeah. Man City last night, a bloody French kissing each other yeah, yeah. with their perfect hair. Yeah, so then we're going off, off topic a little bit here. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, 100%. Good. But this was about a police, one of policemen being arsy. Didn't need to be. Didn't need the sarcasm. But also, I don't, I'm not blaming the police because then you're into, well, he either does it just, or he just ignores the whole thing. But you're right. A woman teaching a kid is a bit ridiculous. But if you go day. for soft targets, then I do blame the police. That's what I'm saying. We talk about gradations, don't we? Then you're yeah. into what it, what's, when does it become a hard target? Are we hard target? Are we a soft target? Is I've that, had is that I've, outside, set outside that place. I've had my burger van forcibly removed outside Busby's nightclub at two in the morning. You're still sore about it, aren't you? Mm. Even now, there was no, I was not obstructing the highway. I think that we've got to the bottom of it. Yeah, quicker than that, I thought we had. From that day on, they've had it in for me. Well, we got all political. We need to be jokey in this first bit. Let's do one jokey. Tee me up for something else. You've got, you must have a list. Well, if you want to bring the laughs, bring the laughs. Funny guy. Um, okay. The night I stole a traffic parking meter. That's funny. I think it's an awful story. Unbridled vandalism. I thought you'd have laughed a bit more. Yeah, it was for breaking the law. What about? Okay. I was, trying to bring, I was bringing, you know, humour with bottoms and poo, but you weren't even having that. God, you're miserable. Right. Let's go. I got all the good bits out before I started. <laughs> <laughs> Lifestyle design. From what I can see, it's a term uh, that was coined by Tim Ferriss. Like we always say, we're not in... Are you taking your top off? <sighs> always. You wouldn't let it lie. Gonna, is it a bit tight? Uh-huh. <laughs> And you've got two layers on under that. I do have a lot of layers. I, I'm not even going to mention layers. what you did with your coat when you came in. You literally I put threw it on, on the floor. You threw it on the cat litter. It was oh. an absolute shower of, honestly. I thought it was a potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, what's that about? And you went, oh, I couldn't find a hook. So no, you I left couldn't. it on the floor. Yeah. Honestly. One touch rule. Coat. See? <laughs> or was that it? I took my coat off. Damn. Dealt with it. <laughs> Yeah. Sorted. Um, I think it was uh, it was co it was coined by Tim Ferriss. I'm not. I'm not. You're probably are you are you familiar with Tim Ferriss or not? No. No. I was gonna. I was gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I'm not. Um, I think there's a there's a clip. We'll put these links up. And um, I don't really want to get into this, but I thought it just I was going to kind of turn it back on you really and ask mm. you about this. But he he kind of defined it as lifestyle design would, would effectively be a contrasting philosophical lens through which to look at career and personal development that is juxtaposed with slave, save and retire. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to cash in my chips in 20 to 30 to 40 years that will then redeem this period of doing many things that I dislike doing. 
Yeah. So just a quick look at kind of what you meant by slave, save and retire. If you work 40, we've just been touching on this. Mm. If you work 40 hour work weeks for 40 years, work is 34% of your waking hours for 40 years. Mm. If you work 50 hour work weeks for 40 years, work is 43% right up your street. These numbers are mm. um, all of your well, you're getting your close to half for, of your waking hours then, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. So if you go 60 hour a week for 40 years, that is, is, that yeah. is half of yeah. your waking hours. So I guess the whole point, and we kind of touched on this before in terms, of, I think you mentioned it with the 800 hours and actually do if you... Do you oh, there's the 80,000 hours oh, in, a, in, in a lifetime, uh, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and do you actually spend eight, 800 hours with yeah. your 10% of that? Oh, I think it was even, no, it's 1%, wasn't 1%. it? Do you spend 1% of the time you're going to be working yeah. in your life planning? Planning, it? Yeah. yeah. When I think of this, I think of career advisors. I remember when I went to my career advisor, it was only once. Mm. And he said, what do you want to be? And I went, I want to be a drummer. Mm. And he went, let's have a look at some other things, shall we? And that was it. I yeah. think nowadays you could probably go in. I think it'd probably be the best job in the world, wouldn't it? Being a career advisor. Mm. Little kind of, you know, bright-eyed kitty comes in and goes, I want to be an astronaut. And you're like, you can be anything you want to be. Yeah. And you kind of get right. We've got space centers you can go, you know. Yeah. It's like almost any, you can go in and say anything. Mm. I want to be a footballer. Yes. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Become very good at football. Yeah. And if you don't, there's coaching, there's there's sports science, there's nutrition, there's... Mm. It does happen you though... You can still be in and around football. You know what I mean? It's, it's, oh, I was being a bit sarcastic then. Oh, were you? Yeah, sorry. Oh. Oh, you meant it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. No, of course you can't be a bloody footballer. Why not? Because basically in this game, all the good jobs are taken by the sons and daughters of people that have got good jobs. End of. Not football. Nana Cherry, Mabel. I rest my case. What? What are you talking about? That's what happened. Not football? Yes. Frank Lampard, Frank Lampard Jr. Oh, come There's on. There's a clue. Come on. Harry Redknapp, okay. Jamie Redknapp Jr. Jamie Redknapp. Best you could do. Yeah. Okay. David Nana, Beckham. Nana Cherry. David Beckham. Mabel. Brooklyn's too busy, you know, taking no, photos. He's been, no, he's been trialing. One of them's been trialing with Arsenal. Of course, they've been trialing. Of course they have. You've, you've been disregarding it, the Nana Cherry Mabel one. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. I tried to go Boris out. Boris Johnson's PT. Is, who, is What? Who's he's who? got he's got a inverted commas a celebrity PT hasn't he? I don't know. Yeah, he has. Right. I was trying to I was trying to find out Are if you'd recommended vitamin D. <laughs> that would have been so brilliant. Would you it? want to be Boris Johnson's PT? Yes. Yeah, I would. You surprise me all the time. So Boris Johnson's he'd be PT. There, he'd be there trying to lift, right? I bet, and you'd just be literally grilling him, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd be giving him shit. That's why you want to be his PT. I'd just be injecting vitamin D and I bet you wouldn't, you, you, wouldn't even call, you wouldn't even call him Boris, would you? Of course I fucking would you, wouldn't. You'd no. be like Prime Minister every five minutes, Mr. Johnson. Yeah, no, I would be respectful. I wouldn't disrespect him. But uh, the point I'm making, his PT, <laughs> I get him to change the a police respectful theft. But I get the feds <laughs> off my back. That's the first thing I get. I get pretty Patel to get, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get them sorted. Yeah, pardon <laughs> for all your pe- previous misdemeanors. <laughs> yeah, Trump listed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Traffic meters. Blocking the highway, yeah. graffiti. Yeah, the list goes on. Common assault. It would be like, what was it? Was it? Was it? Um, was it Little Wayne? It was one of the rappers, wasn't it? Trump let off. Oh, he did. Yeah, basically having a firearm. It's like yeah. that was cute. Um, <laughs> no, it's not, not cute. Oh yeah. So his PT, and I'm thinking, oh, wonder where he comes from. Just had a little look at that. His mother was someone big in Doctor Who. I thought it was about Nina Cherry. A That's ago. a Mabel. What? Do you know Mabel? No, she's. Oh, God. Why am I not connecting with you today? <laughs> Why when am you, I not getting anything you're saying? When you said about the footballers, I thought you were being ironic and sarcastic in that because society. I thought you, I thought you were kind of riding my wave no. of enthusiasm. No. I was, I was riding the wave of Instagram influence going, you can be yeah, anything absolutely. you want to be. Yeah. Well, you can be. Positivity can. and everything. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. 
Yeah, but you, you can be. You can't be a footballer if so you're shit at football. Okay, but the options are there. Of course, if you can't play, if you can't kick a football for your life, right? Of mm. course. I, you know, I wanted to be a drummer. Yeah, I was probably 12. Mm. No one's ever good at anything at 12. The point I thought you were making, really? it was back in the day, it was basically they would look at your social status, they would look at your exam results and go, you should be an accountant, yeah. you should be... Yeah, and if, you, and, if, and if you're not in your A stream and you're in the D stream... I was an accountant go, for six weeks, by the way. That's <laughs> yeah, of course story. you were. Of course you were. <laughs> no, no, it, what, what I, the point I was making is that you were going, it must be great being a career advisor. And I, and I, I was being not necessarily sarcastic. Because well, you can be encouraging and you can give people hope and you can give... Because that's the time when you come out of the lessons, you probably have a half time, you can go in and go, this is what I want to be. In that moment, right in that moment. Because I remember that moment and I was told I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I wasn't even told that. It was just completely disregarded. Like I hadn't even, you know, hadn't even said anything. The point I was making is that all but the, but the that best... could have been different. The I, best my, jobs have been sewn up. My path could be different. Best jobs what? Sewn up. Yeah. You still think this is the case? Yes, oh. totally, totally. In some areas, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. But I don't, it's not, it's not... In the exciting areas like sport and music, yes, everything is a closed shop. I don't know. Not, I don't know. I don't think so. No? No. I think there's an element of that. Agreed to differ. You, you run, right? Did. Okay, <laughs> didn't mean to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> but there's people out there who probably don't know what abilities they've got. True. I guess that's kind of where I'm going. Got you know, you. If I was 12, on one, if I was 12, then, well, you can go and you go to music school. Like, there's a music school. You throw a stick these days, you hit a music school. Mm. Back yeah. in my day. You, you know, there, there were few and far between. Yeah. You probably had to be your A stream, you know, ac, you know, kind of intellectual, kind of, mm. you know, viola player. Mm. Now there's also these kind of little pop-up yeah. colleges yeah. and you can go and sing, you can go and play drums, you can play guitar, get a bit of a shot, see if you're any good at anything. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean you're going to, just because you go in that room and go, it's not Mr. Ben going, I want to be a footballer, yeah. you walk out a footballer. But it might just give you a little, a little bit of hope and I think that's really important. In terms of design, you know, the kind of back to the design is deciding what your life wants to be. And that might be, I don't think it's necessarily too early, but why not? That's okay. There's nothing worse than getting to 40 and go, I could, I, that's what I wanted to do. And part of this is deciding, you know, not being in a dead end job. There's ways to earn money passively now. There's ways to start up a business on a, on a mobile phone. Yeah. There's opportunity and there's tools. Okay. And then they're more freely accessible. And I think you kind of have that. That's what that's where I was going with the with the career thing. Yeah, maybe there were just less options and that and that career advisor didn't know the options. It was pretty limited. Had one book and it's just a book of universities yeah. around the country. Because yeah. that's what you do. You go to school and you go to university. Why well, don't get on that path? I'm good at art. And yeah. they went, oh, we'll go down the media route. I'm like, okay, whatever. Mm. That's what happened. Here's some media courses, you know, at these colleges. I'm like, okay, great. And that was it. Off I went. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to withdraw slightly in terms of my cynicism. I agree with you. There is opportunity now that maybe didn't exist back in the day or that maybe people could have a, present a wider breadth of, of things that are achievable. Mm -hmm. The point I'm making is that cronyism, and I think why I'm a bit Crazy. Maybe why I'm a bit bitter is some of the stuff there was... Um... I think that absolutely happened. I'm not denying that that's the thing. And it's still the case if, you, you know, it's who you know, not what you know sometimes. I, I totally get that. Nepotism, cronyism, whatever you want to call it. Don't I don't tend to look back much, but you just think... You think of paths, don't you? Alter, alternate realities, you know, the time travel stuff we often talk yeah. about. What paths could have... You know, there's no point obsessing about it because what is what it is, it is. But mm. I think I've been fairly fortunate to kind of go, well, I like that and I've managed to make it a living i think that's a really fortunate position and yeah 
you know, you've had lots of different ones. You probably had things that you kind of don't like, but you probably had lots of things. Yeah, that I think you I've really, left all really my jobs. So yeah, you know, the majority of them. Yeah. So that, I think that's you know, all you can really ask for, isn't it? You see, I want to. Make, I think I want to make this a bit political. Are we talking almost from a privileged position? Like you can be anything if it if you're you course, know if yeah. you have a certain number of qualifications. We went to good schools, and, and you yeah. know we we kind of all right at school. I wasn't in the A stream. I was probably in the second. You know, second one down for mm. that's what we call the B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was trying to think what you're they trying were to work it out quickly <laughs> yeah, weren't you? To, you could see it's amazing i was even in yeah. the b stream really wasn't it everyone in the a stream <laughs> that knew what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for some like english i was gonna be in the b but then for maths which i've never been good at i was in the i was in the c stream i was in the three stream <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um there are people who have been in been less privileged less backgrounds privileged, yeah. and you know like big if world famous sportsmen who literally came from nothing had mm. nothing but still became something so there are the examples and there are the the exceptions so yeah i think yeah we are talking from yeah it's easy to say the things we're saying based on the backgrounds we've had but i think the idea of kind of designing your life shouldn't necessarily be based on the kind of the the, the cards you've been dealt should we say mm-hmm. I do, think... do you think do you think you're kind of it's just, it's like you're born into something and that is it you got no you're on a path and you can't change it yourself. No, 100%. 100% people have the ability, a lot of it through good luck, good fortune. Yes, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. Um, I think I'm probably saying it's more mindset. Because you might, if you're brought up in a certain way, you have, you have, a, you have your view, don't you? Your worldview. Yeah. I think if you kind of have a mindset that's able to open up and look outside of things and look around things, you might see there's another way to do things. It's very much a mindset thing. I think the reason I'm disagreeing with you, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you two things that, why I think I am, and I'm, I'm not doing this for the sake of it. I'm not doing this to be contentious. Two things. I found a diary the other day from I think 1980, yeah, 1980, and I think I mentioned it a few pods ago. And I'd like literally done the first five days, mm-hmm. and on day four, January the fourth, I was in court with um, a lad. No, I wasn't in court. I was I actually stood bail for somebody, and he was in court. I think he ended up getting a caution or a fine. Mm. And then I think he had a big influence on the fact that I ended up doing so much work with offenders. Okay, but it reminded me. Several, probably a couple of decades later, I was with somebody in prison who I'd been working with. We'd actually set a streak, actually. He was um, a a crack addict and we'd set a streak of a certain time. I think I might have even mentioned, I think this might have got edited out, but I mentioned it before. And basically on the day of meeting his streak, he went out, robbed a house and bought a load of crack to celebrate. Okay, I should have maybe mentioned that. So I was working in a bail hostel. This guy used a lot of crack. We set this streak and the streak was... I was going to buy him a present if he went a certain number of days right, without doing right. it. I went out and bought him a nice present on that day. He didn't come back to the bail hostel. I went and found him. He was in prison because right. he robbed a house to get the money to buy the crack. The, crack. Okay. the point I'm going to make is this particular guy, when we went in and I went, you know you're now going to get you know, a prison sentence. Mm-hmm. And he went, I've already had a prison sentence, so none of the others matter. Yeah, okay. Because I am now an offender, Labeled. an yeah, ex-offender. Yeah, yeah. I can't get rid of that. And I said, well, but you can because they become spent after a while and you can maybe, you know, explain to an employer. You, put blah, distance, blah, blah. you can put distance between yeah. that. And you can prove, like you're saying, you can move out, out of those tracks. Mm-hmm. I never kept in touch with them, don't know what happened. But the point I want to make is, yes, that guy, he was actually very intelligent and in, hopefully in prison he got maybe some sort of education yeah. or some rehabilitation yeah. and maybe made something of yeah. his life. However... At the same time in the bail hostel, there was another lad who was friends with this other one. And I was there in the bail hostel. And one day, a guy hammering on the door, I opened the door and he said, does so-and-so 
like live here as your resident and I went like I'm not going to tell you anything got really feisty I shut the door locked the door anyway long story short this was the father of a young girl who was 16 and who was pregnant and this lad who was in the bail hostel had made her pregnant right but he'd made her pregnant when she was 15 right so the dad came up and went I'm gonna have him I'm you know yeah I'm gonna kill him Hmm. they'd been in a settled relationship and this guy was intending to stay although they were both very young okay, this guy was yeah. about 18 19 okay. yeah, yeah. intended to stay and do his bit and get a job and look mm-hmm. after the baby whatever yeah. and the dad's going like no way he's not coming near right, her. Right, right. what happened was um the father pressed charges and the guy got done for unlawful sexual intercourse mm-hmm. because yeah. with a minor because she was yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. He then went on the sex offenders register. You cannot get taken off this particular register that he was on, ever. It doesn't become a spent conviction. That's still the case. There's differences at the time. We can get into confusions here, but at the time, he basically had that label. An 17, 18-year-old lad had sex with a 15-year-old girl, and it can't be called consensual because she couldn't give her consent because of her age. This is what I'm saying about the tracks. Now, once he was in that track, he's now stuck. Because at the time, even Bristol City Council had a policy that no one with a sexual offence was allowed to work for Bristol City Council, whether it was doing the dustbins, picking up litter. So that's that. That's out. that. And that's probably the most accessible jobs yeah. for yeah. An, an, an offender. And things like he couldn't get insurance for his house, he yeah, couldn't okay, get no, anything. Yes. I think the point I'm making is that, that you can get out of the tracks mm-hmm. and joking apart, the discussion we had about me being... <laughs> having conflict with the police or, or incidents and none of it's mm. been major so it's just you know it's just being allowed mm. however when i was in positions of someone coming around to my house and seeing that i'd stolen a parking meter or someone stopping me and blah 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 i'm a white educated 25 year old that could talk myself out of the situation yeah, good he was uneducated he was 18 there was no sense of compromise and his future is ruined and that's what i'm saying is that that element of privilege whether it's because of yeah. intellect or color or gender does or ge- geographic i mentioned yeah. you know, where, yeah. you're, where you where you're born yeah that's a massive part but if someone in my position had been in the same position as with him with making a 15 year old girl pregnant the chances are mm. that would have been yeah. sorted yeah, without no, me no, having a criminal that. record i guess that the yeah the circuit i'm not i'm not disputing that mm. But I guess there's... I think there's a lot of that that people are put... There's probably various examples. It's not just about having criminal records or having labels like that. But (laughs) it's taken a bit... I wasn't expected to go down that (laughs) route. But it was a... It was a case of, uh, I guess, we're it's back to the plan. You know, we have an opportunity to plan and shape what we do and actually how how often do we look at it. And maybe that is the point. But that is a huge privilege. If you can even just sit down and have those thoughts, sit down with on a on a coffee table in a, in a dry house with a laptop, go, right, and a coffee and go, I'm going to plant. That is, maybe that's the point. Well, maybe that's, that's, huge maybe that's right? the intervention at school, instead of having a careers bias, that you'd have someone who's going, I don't know, I'm your life coach, I'm your life planner. Mm. 13, 14-year-old kids yeah, I think are, I, are given I, more guidance. The and reason more... I mention that is because I think the power of that spark that someone can give you, you know, we're all kind of influenced by certain teachers. Yeah. And there's yeah. probably certain teachers, you know, stand out for all different reasons in yeah. terms of our backgrounds. But there's people like that, for me, I'm still in touch with my art teacher because yeah. she just gave me the kind of the mindset when I, when I needed the most mm. or encouraged mm. a mindset that maybe been there or something or just challenged my view more, more than actually, you know, more than anything. Yeah. Took what I believed and turned it upside down. Mm. 
And I'm like, okay, there's a you know different way of thinking things, and not everybody gets that chance. And you're right, there might I might have only had that experience because of both of our mine and that person's uh, upbringing, of course. But I think broadly, there's always an option, isn't there? There's always an option to to not nick something, or you know, I know it's not always that that easy to say those things. You know, we we have choices, yeah, don't yeah. we? <laughs> you keep looking no, as if like, why is he looking at me like no, that? No, no, no. I guess it's just choices, and I, you know, it's easy for me to sit here and say the things I've got. But that's all I got. I can't just mm. go and you know put myself in someone else's shoes and, and give you an opinion that's that's for someone else to do but i'll tell you why i'm being i tell you why i'm being contentious with you i think one of the things that's happened this week is that i've just been hit by almost like the, the amount of inequality not not necessarily between rich and poor or educated and people with yeah. with less education but just in going back to yours but basically life chances and i was seeing something around dominic cummings and it made me think about what you were saying when that policeman mm. stopped to have a word with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is happening in plain sight. Someone has done something that was against the rules. And because they're Dominic Cummings, nothing yeah. happens. Yeah. And the I, government are doing this. They're, they're giving a £163 million contract to a health and beauty company that had been funding Boris Johnson's leadership without any procurement. I know when I was writing bids, anything over like 100,000, you know, you had to... So here, so here's here's a view on that. I know this kind of dynamic between us crops up a lot, doesn't it? Jokingly, and I see it with the yeah. Billionaires Boy Club and yeah. stuff like that. I totally get where you're coming from. And I never sit here going, you're talking shit. No, no, you're not, likewise. Because you're not, right? And I totally get it. But there's also an element of you can... And I'm also not sitting here going, there's nothing you can do. Because hmm. there is something we can do. Yeah. That's almost my point. Yeah. There is something you can do. Yeah. I am not that person that will feel that level of injustice and go and do something about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. We've kind of touched on this before with um, the effective altruism stuff. Yeah. I don't feel, you know, and it's not that I'm not charitable, I don't care, that kind of thing. There's an element of looking after number one, taking accountability for myself first, got mm. it myself right before, you know, mm. and that may never change. doesn't mean you can't help others or can't give money to things or whatever. But there is an option if you don't like the status quo. History has told us it only takes one person with a vision, someone who's an orator. Uh, I don't know, just a persona that kind of resonates with people, that can change can change the world. Yeah. Greta's, yeah. Greta's a good example. No one saw that coming, right? Mm-hmm. She did something about it. She didn't go to school, did she? She sat on the sidewalk and, mm. and she, she did something about it. It's easy, it's easy to sit here. It's not easy to, to hear it, and you probably don't find it easy saying it, but mm. there is so much injustice, and you're right. We can all just sit here and, and point yeah. and kind of go, that's outrageous. It's like, yeah, but what are we going to do about it? Okay. So, so we have choices and I'm not sitting here going, I'm going to go and do, I'm, I'm not going to go and do something. I'm also sitting, bitting back going, I hope someone does do something about it. Okay. So I mean, so I feel quite uncomfortable going right on Mark. I'm absolutely behind, be like an armchair activist. There's nothing worse, is there? No. Than someone, you know, just tweeting all the time, blah, 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 and doing absolutely fuck all else about it. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> but if you think if they put that much energy into doing that, just you know, create your own political party. Or again, back to this thing that we have, we have there's, there's tools and there's ways to get to people. There's ways to get to thousands of people instantly these days. There wasn't all those time again. You think, bloody hell, they must have been really good, those, those people. Yeah. Even the fascists yeah. didn't have Twitter, didn't have Instagram, <laughs> but they managed to get a whole country or a whole yeah. continent on board. So... Do you so, see one? Yeah, no, you put your finger on the pulse. I didn't know so I was going down this route. We, we didn't know this was going anywhere no. <laughs> around this, and I don't <laughs> think it's got any... So I don't have the answers, but I'm also going... I, I'm, I think I'm aware of all the angles. I'm not perfect. I can't... I'm not also not willing to go and 
bang the drum and sort this and get following. <laughs> Everyone come and follow me. I'm, we're all going to take take down the system. I wouldn't know where to start. But I think this this has come to the nub of this and this this conversation you're going to have to edit a lot out because we've gone mm-hmm. we've gone <laughs> we've gone a long long way down. So what I feel you've expressed there is the nub of what I'm trying to say. And what I'm trying to say is a little while ago maybe three months ago, I was saying to you, and I said it on the pod, I was watching too much violence. I was watching the BLM riots. Mm -hmm. And I still, I think it was really interesting. I said to somebody yesterday, what do you think of the riots in Holland? Holland?" And I was going, there's people being beaten and having a water cannon sprayed in their face. And, you know, it's like, no, because the mainstream media doesn't want to show that in this country. Mm -hmm. And the same things have been happening in Poland and the same things have been happening in Madrid. Thousands of restaurants opened in Italy all on one night. All of this has been kept out of the mainstream media. When I was watching too much violence, I realized it wasn't productive and it wasn't helping my mental health. So I stopped. What's happened now is I've taken what I've perceived as an intellectual approach to things like medication that would would assist with covid mm-hmm. or things like my complaint to the bbc yes which has sent me down another rabbit hole we're gonna have to come back to this aren't we, we will come back to this mm. so what's happened my mental position at the moment is full of angst and anger i think you get yeah, angry about it and i, I think, think it's i'm justified. angry and i just feel we're living in such a pernicious society and i want to do something about it and i am an armchair activist and I, I can talk the talk and I can point things out like we're being listening, listened to on our microphones. And it just feels like it's falling on. Yeah, it's falling like balls of cotton wool. They're just drifting yeah. away. And I think what I'm finding is my personal angst at my inability to make a difference, like you were saying, yeah. to, to things that I see as wrong in society is getting to the point of causing me anguish that i'm not able to do stuff and maybe it goes back to the miss heels was her name in the second year of infant school like you say you always remember remember her name Mm -hmm. the diplomat in me goes i don't think life's fair and most people go it isn't get on with it (laughs) and at the moment i'm in that position where the only i guess satisfaction i can get is either trying to do some personal building if you like through mindfulness and trying to 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 change my attitude and i guess also building if i can influence others you know in terms of if somebody has lost weight because i've given them an incentive Mm -hmm. or someone has become for example someone i'm working with who has become so so strong and so confident and I, you know, I'm getting pleasure from seeing somebody change, but I, I think what I want to do is make a, a really big difference, and I don't think. But that that I am. is. But I guess when you're looking at all the stuff you're looking at on a global scale, you know, it's it's out of your control, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't sort of accept that. Which yeah, I should, no, no, which no, is why. No, I go, no, no, I don't. I don't think you can go just because you can't change. You don't feel like you can change. It means you shouldn't try. Yeah. I'm not I, I'm not even saying that. I think it's I think we need more people. <laughs> don't need more of me because we don't need more of me not not doing anything. I think we more we need more people like Greta and people willing to stand there and sweat it out when no one mm. else when no one's watching actually. And this is what I'd be because, prepared to do, I think. This is the thing. I'm sort of thinking I would be prepared to Yeah, put but there's an element of where do you start? What do you do yeah. with the time you've got to, yeah. that's going to be effective, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But back on that pushing the peanut for all the things we've talked about, just you know, doing one thing could lead on to another, could have a chain reaction. Yeah. And you don't know. It's viral, isn't it? It's, you know, Greta's thing was she didn't do that expecting she was going to get the outcome she got. Mm. 
but she did it because she knew it felt, you know, everyone thought yeah. she was probably mad doing what she was yeah. doing. Do you know what I mean? So I think we should never stop trying, no matter how no. small, because no. you don't know how, it, how, how it's going to grow. But yeah, I want to do that. I want to stand opposite someone and go, you know, even if it's on bloody vitamin D, I just want, <laughs> I just want five minutes with somebody and go, please just listen to this. And I guess it's a bit like the yeah, Marcus but, Rashford, but I think isn't you are it? Doing that, but maybe you don't hear the feedback on it. Maybe, you, well, when you do, yeah, which I suppose, change, is, yeah. I suppose it's changing. Change one or two. how I look at, yeah. at food and and training and yeah, you yeah, know. and all that so, is massive for me. Yeah, but I good. think I don't know. It's I just, not that you haven't made a difference. It's like if you I haven't gone out to Africa and dug a load of wells and no, that's not going to solve all the problems, though, is it? No, it's only going to solve some. Should we move on? Yeah. God, that was okay. complicated, wasn't yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. It was good, kind of didn't expect it to go there, but... Sometimes just It felt like a burp goes, that was stuck, <laughs> and I couldn't quite get it out. And then we did a burp, and then it we all kind of started talking a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm, I just I'm thought not... we were going to go, yeah, we don't plan enough. Yeah, why don't we try these things? <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's what they used to call in the olden days, like a conversation, wasn't it? You know, when two people would be in the, <laughs> in the same room days. chatting about stuff. <laughs> yeah. In the snug. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. That doesn't happen anymore. Enough. No one has a snug, that's what no, it is. that's true. <laughs> brain food you already know about this i think it kind of ties in in some ways but survivorship bias i didn't know about it mm. i originally saw this tweet from greg eisenberg mm-hmm. on twitter four places <laughs> um who said i interviewed five billionaires this week yeah i asked them to share their lessons learned on startups life and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. here's what they told me mm-hmm. this list is cool and i shared it with my mate tim mm-hmm. so i'll come on to that in a minute these could be good nuggets mm-hmm. a startup idea isn't one idea it's a thousand ideas a hundred thousand decisions and one million headaches uh, you'll lose some friends kiss most of your high school friends goodbye certainties of life death taxes and losing friends a sign of wealth no longer needing an alarm clock to wake up um when in doubt please don't send that angry email this is a good one mm. please don't send that mm. angry email response wait 24 hours go for a walk angriness makes you drunk send email sober i thought that was a really yeah. good one we yeah. can all learn from that uh, career advice quit your job if it makes you exhausted if you can be grateful for your job if it fills you with energy yeah uh, likable people win people sense those good vibes it does wonders for your startup career or life uh, you will doubt yourself a million times. It's only natural. Constantly cut your losses, harmful in the short term, lucrative in the long term. There's a load of them. Mm. Now, of course, as someone like you would go, it's easy for billionaires to say, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which then got me on to, because I sent it to my mate Tim, and he said, mm. and he says, halfway down there, there was someone going, well, this is just survivorship bias. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, what's that? So, because I didn't, I, the, I only knew it. I'd heard one or two references and I checked a reference when you mentioned, well, I only found out today you were going to do it. You're right. And the reference I knew was the aeroplane one. Yeah, that's the one I was going to do. Okay. You looked in my notes. So <laughs> no, I haven't looked <laughs> in your right. notes. Okay. Is that written down in your notes? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got it here. Apologies. Oh, um, no, sorry. The survivorship bias is essentially paying attention to only the successful kind of individuals and business or the yes. outcomes of... Yes, of, totally. of you know, perceived um, success yeah. and not looking at the failures that help them get there. The yeah. classic, you know, fail, fail well, you only learn from your mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's the logical error of concentrating on the people or things that made it past some selection process and overlooking those that did not, typically because of their lack of visibility. 
that's the Wikipedia yeah. reference. And I'll put this link up from uh, richardhughesjones.com. One of the most famous examples of survivorship bias um, comes from Black Box Thinking, Marginal Gains and the Secrets of High Performance, mm-hmm. an Amazon book uh, author, uh, Matthew Side. He highlights a serious challenge that faced the Allies during World War II. They were losing too many planes to enemy fire. Researchers proposed that more protective armour be added. However, only so much armour could be added to each plane before they became too heavy to fly. Specific parts of the plane had to be chosen to be armoured, with other parts left unarmoured. Mm-hmm. The researchers analysed the locations of the bullet holes on all the returning planes. They established that there were more bullet holes per square foot in the wings and fuselage than in the engine and fuel system. They recommended that the armour be added to these areas. These are the areas which had been, on average, across the whole fleet, the most peppered by bullets. Logic followed that armour should be attached to these areas. A mathematician named Abraham Wald didn't agree. He proposed the armour be attached to all the places where there were few or no bullet holes. Hmm. Why? Well, the locations of the bullet holes in the planes that come home safely had not brought the aircraft down. Hmm. Wald's alternative logic was that these areas in return planes where they found no holes must be the places where the planes that weren't so fortunate took fire. This brilliantly simple observation completely changed the approach the military took towards armouring their planes and no doubt saved countless lives. This is a classic example of survivorship bias, Hmm. where the data set analysed is only taken from the success stories. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really obvious when you read it, but then you kind of go, oh, actually apply that to... Well, um, health is one place. I mean, business, you mentioned health mm. in terms of feedback on yeah. survivorship of certain diseases, as, as you say it. Mm. And I found this from the David McCraney blog. Uh, the misconception is you should focus on the successful if you wish to become successful. Mm-hmm. The truth is when failure becomes invisible, the difference between failure and success may also become invisible. Um, and if you spend uh, your life only learning from survivors, buying books about successful people and pouring over the history of companies that shook the planet, because we're pretty obsessed yeah. in this yeah. society these days, aren't we? Your knowledge of the world will be strongly biased and enormously incomplete. As the best I can tell, here is the trick. When looking for advice, you should look for what not to do, for what is missing. But don't expect to find it among the quotes and biographical records of people whose signals rose above the noise. They may have no idea how or if they fluked it. What you can't see, and what they can't see, is that the successful tend to make it more probable that unlikely events will happen to them while trying to steer themselves into the positive side of randomness. They stick with it, remaining open to better opportunities that may require abandoning their current paths. And that's something you can start doing right now without reading a single self-help proverb, maxim or aphorism. Also, keep in mind that those who fail rarely get paid for advice on how not to fail which is too bad because despite how it may seem, success boils down to serially avoiding catastrophic failure while routinely absorbing manageable damage. I think the not doing thing is, I'm wondering whether, because you mentioned accountability a couple of times. We have talked about that it's important what you don't do rather than what yeah. things that you do. And I'm wondering whether the not, the not is almost turned into I will. So I was just thinking simple thing today. I mentioned to someone about hydration. My hydration at the moment is quite good but i could have a what not to do mm. so again not in health and fitness but one of my things could be not to be sarcastic to policemen yeah struggle at that aren't you the success and failure for somebody who's maybe in a less privileged position mm-hmm. not being sarcastic the number of videos at the moment where people are basically trying to pick a fight with people in authority with a mobile phone in their face going like 
Yeah. I know my rights, you can't we arrest me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Just, it's, what I won't do is, I will not prevaricate well, get, people get in authority. To, that's kind of what, and I, I totally understood you a bit about privilege and, and opportunity and all that kind of thing. I totally yeah. get it. But I think that's kind of what I was trying to get across. That's the choices. You don't, you don't have to put yourself in yeah. the firing line, do you? Well, this is, this is just that plain story. Yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah. You, you have a choice. You can be you can be at the the demo that gets a bit tasty, or you can walk away. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't mean, like I said, it doesn't. There is a line between trying to make a difference, and sometimes you need to be there. You need to be at the demo. You need to. You probably need to take a whack from from the the riot police, or you know what yeah. I mean. I'm, well, if, I, if if you believe that, and if that you strongly believe in something, then then that is probably the right thing to do. Yeah, there are there are boundaries and there are lines to be drawn. You know, to be drawn and crossed, and but they're, they're, that's our own choice. Yeah. Any mailbags? Yeah, we got one today from um, Adam. He said, um, I'm a couple behind. Just listened to the reveal that Mark dated the tallest one from Banana Rama. Nice one. <laughs> I just think. <laughs> well, he obviously, he's a, obviously a keen listener talking about our... Uh, our respective our, height. Our comments, yeah, about yeah. height. Yeah. Very good. I don't think she was that tall at 11. She probably did she tower over me. But. So you reckon that's why she went in the middle? Because she was the tallest and it looked a bit weird having the kind of, yeah. you know, just for balance and yeah. know, symmetry. Sort of, yeah. Maybe she Maslow's wasn't the most talented. Sort of I mean, you would argue against that. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a quote. Okay. Yeah, okay I want it. to end on a quote. Yeah, go okay. for it. Yeah, sure. George Orwell. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. When did you write that? It was a while back. Wowie. Wowie. I thought the statues and street buildings being renamed was interesting. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. That's it for this episode. On that note, mm. on that poignant note. Yeah. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the pod, Dan, if you get something out of it, then please do subscribe to us and give us a five-star review if you're on Apple Podcasts and do tell a friend or two or three. I mean, if you're lucky enough to have three friends, mm. tell, tell them all. all. Yeah. <laughs> give, us, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast. Go on. Go on, go on. Go you on. really, really will. Uh, and you can send us an email to I'm fine, Kath. I'm really tired now. Um, I'm really tired, Mark. <laughs> You've had a hard I want day. To go to bed. <laughs> please help. Uh, please send us an email to um, I'm finecast at gmail.com or, in, or an Insta DM as, yeah. as um, Adam did, uh, as we'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. Mm. Um, in the next episode, you are going to tell us now what is in the next episode, fun, Mark. Fun and games. Japes, jollity, no. This this has been. I came organized in, fun. What you on about? <laughs> yeah, organized fun. You um, you said how was I at the beginning? And I went steady. It's been all right. I've been quite good. It's like, and then it's like <laughs> ending it on some Orwellian dystopian mm. future. Mm. Mm. And this is me in a good mood. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to have forced, forced jollity. jollity. Yeah. It's going to be. Right, you're bringing that to the yard, right? I'm bringing it to the yard. Because <laughs> I'm not sure I can muster up the energy. But, no, you know, I provide I'm, the energy. You know what I'm like with fun. Mm. Yeah. But you know what I'm like with fun? I'm, this is, no, this is, I think our listeners deserve mm. okay. some balance. Some yeah, sure. Yin and yang. 
Lovely. Right. I should bid you good night. Adieu. <laughs> Bye. Bye.